Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ooh. It's episode 12, A Normal Person's Dozen. Yes. Yeah, A Faker's Dozen. <laughs> yeah, A Non-Baker's Dozen. We're your fakers. The old 12. How are you doing, uh, Phil? I'm okay. You, you got taken off the air. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Pod Buds. My, I, I recently, I, last Thursday, I recorded an episode of uh, Stalwart British Comedy Panel Show, Have I Got News For You? Yeah. And and they pulled it. I was I was too hot for TV. First time in Have I Got News for You history that an episode has ever been uh, pulled off the air. And um, was it the first time ever? First time ever. Really? Yeah. So I'm I'm part of Have I Got News for You history. I don't understand because this it was because of Heidi Allen. They were like, oh, it's impartiality laws or something. That's yes. What they said. Yeah. So Heidi Allen was running for European Parliament and this. Because we're we're too close to the elections. Yeah, but then they've got all Farage and stuff everywhere. And oh, but that's uh, they. But that's on uh, Question Time, where there are other people with opposite views. Uh, in theory. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> in theory, arguing against him. Okay. But the amount of times he's been on. Yeah, I mean they should add them up for someone who's not an MP. For someone who's just a guy, mm. essentially a man in a pub who's good at admin. Yeah. Or at the very least, good at. Being the face of people who are good at admin, by which I mean just signing well, up a party. He's not. Them. He's the face of people who are good at smoking and drinking real ale. <laughs> and just working in the city of in London. Hunting, in hunting jackets in the city. Why are you wearing a hunting jacket in the city, <laughs> Nigel? What have you been doing? What are you hunting? The greatest, most dangerous prey of all. Bargains. <laughs> <laughs> How was... Uh, you, uh, you met a Budpod fan. You met a Podbud. I met a podbud at um at the Have I Got News for recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're spreading. Um, he's we're spreading. He gave he gave me a, a most uncool cool thing, uh, which was uh, DJing. Yeah, and we got that I think from, um, let me see. I think I know who it was, but I want to be absolutely correct. Um, we got <laughs> ZZ. Is it? Yes. The restaurant from ZZ's. Uh. They sent us some, a most uncool cool thing and some yeah. lovely dough balls. Yes. Uh, uh, so some, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. And some, uh, what was the, was it? I don't know what ZZ's serve. I don't even know if they have dough balls. ZZ's is like Prezzo and all those other kind of like yeah. places. That, that ZZ's, Prezzo, Strada. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, I don't know if Strada's still around. They're I remember all, there was a nice Strada in Cambridge, I remember. They're all shutting down now because they, they, they opened so many so quickly. Yeah. Everyone was like, wait, I'm paying a lot of money for pizza that, due to the overextending of the company, is no longer any better than yeah. takeaway pizza from somewhere that's not shit. Or just when I can buy in the supermarket and put... In an oven. In an oven. And, and everyone suddenly shit. woke up. It was like everyone woke up from a dream <laughs> and went, wait, they... This is pasta. <laughs> why, why am I spending this on pasta? Because yeah. bad pasta and bad pizza are pretty close to as good as good pasta and pizza. <laughs> if you if you burn a steak, you've really fucked it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you make a kind of 
crappy like English version of an Italian dish where you add cream and white wine like you're not supposed to. It's still good. I once forgot about a, a, a pot of pasta I had on the boil, and I, I boiled it for like 25 minutes or something. Oh, God. And I went, oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> but then I poured it out and I used it, and it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> Just a bit gloopy. Yeah, like a tiny Slightly bit, soft. but whatever. Ah, this is fine. <laughs> oh, no! We are. Uh, we were doing a lot of unknowing listeners at uh, the the Macfest, Mac Comedy Fest, a couple of weeks ago, uh, with our slow poo friend, because of uh, a comedy sketch that you were involved with. No, we did there once, yeah, where someone died, and um, our only response to someone dying was, "Oh no!" You, you have to be there. I <laughs> yeah, think. it's 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 just the idea of um, someone actually saying, "Oh no." As a sincere response to a, a tragedy, yeah, it's such a because it's such a non-instinctive response, and yet it is the response that you'd put in like a comic book, but very consciously saying it, like taking out the time, yeah, setting your, your back straight and going, "Oh no!" Yeah. It's just yeah. a funny way to react. Not to just a, going, "Oh no!" A disaster. Yeah, not just going like, "Oh no!" Oh no! Oh no! Just going, "Oh no!" A really enunciating. <laughs> These are my words I've chosen. Um, yes, it was uh, Zizi. Yeah. Zizi. I cr- she, she said, oh, you pronounced my name correctly. And I don't remember how I did that. So I feel like a bum bum. Uh, anyway, uh, it's a big old meaty thing she sent. Uh, she said, D- DJs are like train spotters. That was her angle on it. Oh, okay. So DJs are... Uh, a lot of drugs and train spotting. That's true. <laughs> that's true. They do love heroin. Yeah. It makes you relaxed <laughs> enough to stand near a steaming train as it barrels past you. Uh She's very nice. She says she loves the podcast and so on. And she says that the least cool, cool thing, DJs, surface level cool, yeah, immediately recognizable as such. Uh, DJs, uh, if you ask people, cool profession. Uh, but they are secret weirdo nerds. Yeah. And it's all a front. Well, the good ones are. Well, this is it. If they're actually cool people, they're terrible DJs. Yeah. I, was, I was at a party on Saturday night and there was this kind of middle-aged looking guy, like a normal looking guy walking around. It's like, I don't think he knows Anyone at the party? What he, what's he doing here? And someone's like, oh, he's a DJ. And he got on. He was great. Really, yeah. really good. He was matching beats. He was, he was like slipping in between um, like different genres, but making it work. Really excellent stuff. Yeah. But if someone is like, I've seen some very cool looking guys DJ and they're fucking shit, man. <laughs> they're just playing a Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they've not ever had to work for it. And they're the best dressed. Mm-mm-mm. If they're really if they're really well dressed before they're rich, they're bad. Yeah, if sure. Obviously, that 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 middle aged nerdy guy, mm-hmm. if he was selling O2 Arena tickets, he's got the money for a personal stylist, and he's gonna get some sunglasses that are made of glow sticks or whatever the fuck, and it's gonna look really great. But I'm imagining him in a sort of grey polo shirt and jeans. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much him. Uh, so she's she clarifies she's talking about. Um, this is easy. Uh, yes, yeah, so she's talking about. She's not talking about the bedroom DJs uh, that everyone decides to become in uni. They're classic. They're just uncool, mm-hmm. as you've said, because they're just bad. It's just a selected playlist. Uh, she's talking about superstar DJs that do sellout arenas, festivals, residencies, and so on. The ones that, on the face of it, are the coolest people alive. Uh, so yes, these people do live amazing lives and party all the time and take loads of drugs and stay up way past their bedtimes, which uh, <laughs> is a, a real feature of DJing. Very few DJs with bedtimes. <laughs> you know how, how many dance songs are about the dance floor? Yeah. Why aren't they more about being out of bed? 
right? Because that's the that's the corollary, the corollary of being on the dance floor is that you're not in bed, and no one here's in bed. <laughs> get no, out of bed. Get out. Not get a single of one of us is in bed. <laughs> <laughs> we are sleepy. We are sleepy. That should be it. That's what should be a floor filler. <laughs> Everyone jumping. My legs hurt. My legs hurt. My legs hurt. Like uh, just really going on about the tail end of the night, the the bit of the nightclub where it's past. I'm gonna say half past one or two a.m. That's when it gets to be really tough. Yeah, there should be, there should be, that would be like DJing for like people with depression. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well of- done on just being out. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> that's right, make some small talk. <laughs> just really high energy, 170, 180 BPM, just to get you to do the shopping. Yeah. And hoovering. That would be great. What what else is so, you say about? Uh, they're way past their bedtimes. Yeah, they're um, uh, being really nerdily passionate about a specific thing. Uh, so not only are DJs uncool in a classic Louis levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, thank you for using Louis levels. Yeah, it's our preferred. A lot of, we're not metric or imperial. We're yeah. Louis. Yep. Uh, putting in effort to achieve something uncool. Uh, but also, if you think about the way good DJing works, you have to know not only the exact song that will go with the song you want to play, but at what exact point. You have to know what BPM everything is. You have to know... Uh, and, and how you know that is by obsessively listening to music on your own for years, collecting beats and rhythms in your mind palace. Mm-hmm. DJs are essentially trainspotters for music. Um, she saw a documentary a while ago about the history of dance music. We were talking to Fatboy Slim. He took the crew into his office, and honestly, it was creepy. Floor-to-ceiling files like a madman. He was like, mm, yes, I remember that set in 98. I laid over a beat at 25 seconds into the 17th track. Let me find it for you. And went into his collection like some mad butterfly collector. Or Ollivander from Harry Potter. No Not, idea. Yeah, he's the one guy. Um, Ollivander. That's all of them, isn't it? <laughs> <Aren't they all? laughs> isn't it? Movie, aren't there books of, they're just books about one guys. That's a fair point. He's the, he's the merchant. The wand oh, okay. giver. He's the, the wand chooses the wizard. That's his catchphrase. Okay. Which, I mean, like, given the fact that there should be a pattern, more of a pattern with how evil a lot of the wands are. Mm. And then there's a, much is made of the fact that Harry Potter's wand is the same as Voldemort's wand. And, oh, it's like a synchronicity, a symmetry oh. thing. But in reality, you'd be like, no, oh, the wand covered in swastikas has chosen you. That's probably... <laughs> hmm, probably not let you go to school. Uh, don't let them fool you DJs are just humongous dweebs Um, they've just as a society we've decided knowing and caring about dance music is cooler than say ancient coins Uh, DJs are massive spods too Um, well it's just it's just the 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 context for the output of their nerdism is cool it's because it's at a nightclub and everyone's dancing it's very very hard to dance getting high (laughs) with a nerdy guy and never being in bed again. <laughs> um, I hate bed. <laughs> I hate it. Hate bed. <laughs> Don't you hate bed too? You got to have that um, high-pitched singing woman, like a lot of nineties tracks. Uh huh. Like really operatic. 
I'm so tired. <laughs> oh fucking hell! That's a good point. Thanks, that's a good Izzy. Point. Thank good, you. Good, that's good. Um, is, is yeah, that that is a classic uncool cool thing. Yeah, DJs. And um, I think, yeah, I mean that's that's something that's quite odd, isn't it? Because musicians are as nerdy about instruments, but like because it's not a computer skill, they don't seem as nerdy, do they? Because they're like, oh, you must be a nerd because you're really into the guitar. And you go, yeah, but I just play it with my fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like manual, like almost like a manual labor. Mm-hmm. They're not sitting there going like having to download programs. Yeah, you're not collecting things. Yeah. And it's it's more sociable because they're in a group, I guess. That's part of it as well. Um, and then the other th- one that we... Oh, what is it? Oh, that's right. We got sent a big old meaty lad from... Uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Uh, she says, Hi guys, I recently finally checked out the Bud Pod. I don't have an iPhone, so I had to do the whole downloading and then manually transferring to an old school classic iPod thing. Which Bloody is least, hell. Yeah, she says it's at least five more Louis. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of Louis of effort. That's so many iPhone people. Um, and she's been listening to all the episodes this week during my commute. Uh, it is now my favorite podcast. Oh, nice. I'm um, sorry I gotta go through that labor every week now. <laughs> I'm sorry that now it's like... Uh, you listening to this podcast is like, you're like listening to it the way that people listen to podcasts in 2007. Well, you have to. She's she's collecting them now. Like, like what news from the front? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just put it into a sack. And she got to un, uh, empty the sack out onto her table and yeah. sort it out. And I'll have to, and, and to move it from device to device so that it can make sense. Yeah, it's like code breaking. Um, she'll try and keep it relatively short here. She says, which is not true. It's a hell of a long email, but that's fine. <laughs> Um, anyway, her first pick for most uncool cool thing is designer anything. Designer clothes. Anything most designer. uncool cool thing. Yeah, yeah, because um, you've not. Yeah, yeah. you've betrayed a lack of uh, original thought. Yes, 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 yes. And your opinion is that this thing that has been you've just been told is is good, cool. Is good. You're like, yeah. I agree, <laughs> which is lame. Based on no evidence other than I've been told the bigger boy said it was good, and I agree. Uh, she says, I mean, you see these people walking around with Tony Birch shoes, don't know who that is, Michael Kors handbags, I think I've heard of that, and Gucci glasses, yep. And at first, they look really, really cool. And then you realize they just paid more for their jeans than my entire life is probably worth if a kidnapper were to hold me for ransom. Uh, for a, uh, Compared to a pair of jeans you could buy at Walmart, Primark, slash your, co- your country's discount store of choice for a fraction of the price except without a label or a logo stuck on it. Uh, so they really are the uncool suckers. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anyone call a sucker in a while. Yeah. I'm gonna. That's a quite funny insult. A sucker's good. Don't be a sucker. I'm gonna start. Breathing. What you sucker? <laughs> yeah, it's really <laughs> that's funny. So funny. Yeah. What a sucker. Like yeah, because it's very specific. It's about it's, being naive. Isn't it's about it? being, gu- being gullible. Yeah. Is it? Well, if you just go, you fuckhead. <laughs> like that. That can be anything. That could be so many things. You just get fucked in the head, and some people like that. Yeah. But, but sucker. You're a sucker. You're you, a f- foolish. Imagine saying it really, really like since. You're a sucker. Ruth's so angry. <laughs> Sad sack is a funny insult as well. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, don't be suckers. Don't be suckers here. Uh, suckers who are going into debt because they are ridiculously overpaying for a functional item. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, ever since the first episode, I can't pass a smoker without imagining that they are scratching all over like a drug addict. Remember oh, great. That? From episode uh, one. 
Yes, that means me basically laughing at people who think they're cool but are internally calling, causing their lungs to turn black and cancerous. Double win, guys, for bringing humor into my life while mocking others who are giving secondhand smoke lung cancer to innocent people. I guess so. One of my... That's a dramatic way to look at them. <laughs> yeah. If they're outdoors, I don't know. Uh, one of my most favorite moments was Phil singing the American National Anthem. Oh, okay. Uh, and the ensuing discussion about what's going on in the song. Uh, she said she's American. She won't tell us how wrong or right we are, which I think okay. is good. As an American, I'm very impressed with Phil's knowledge of several countries' national anthems, since most Americans don't actually know all the words to our own. Um, I don't remember learning it in school, as we were too busy learning the names of fifty states and pledging allegiance to the flag. Uh, we had to sing our national anthem every day at school in Malaysia. Yeah, well, that's what's funny about America is that a lot of its national anthem patriotism stuff is the behavior of like a slightly dodgy. It's colonial country thing. It's like, yes, it ca- we're still surprised we're a country. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Everyone be proud that we're a country. <laughs> Don't turn us into one of the other three countries we could have been. <laughs> that civil war was ages ago. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas here, like, the UK is so secure in its statehood. The UK has almost gone the other way where so many British people that you and I know are, are basically, they're actually just, God, I'm so bored that we're a country. Yeah. They're bored of it. They uh, almost want we... it to fall to bits. Yeah, Scottish people, break us up. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's Cornish independence. Like, just anything. Just anything that will just break it all to pieces so that, that, that something can happen. Yeah, I hope you like singing the anthem at school every day because it'll happen. If shit starts moving around, yeah. it'll happen. Uh, she says, I'll leave you with that for now. I love the podcast and keep up the good work. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thanks, Jocelyn. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're on the dance floor now. And we're here cause we're not in bed. It's way past our bedtimes now. I'm starting to feel dead. I'm so tired, yeah. I want to go to sleep. But I can't cause we're dancing. We've all decided to go out instead of being in bed. I'm so tired, yeah. What? What did you say? Huh? Sorry, I didn't catch that. It's too late. No, no. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hmm? I'm going to the toilet. I'm so sleepy. Yeah. Um, speaking of nerdy shit, yesterday I was on um, Sky's Throne cast. <gasps> Which is like the Game of Thrones follow-up show where they discuss Game of Thrones. You're casting Thrones. Yeah. Big... Shout, out, shout out to all the Americans listening who cannot stop themselves from tweeting spoilers within seconds of anything happening. I've on muted screen. the words Game of Thrones on Twitter. I've tried to, but it keeps showing me stuff. Really? Yeah, my muting is not working. The Twitter app is a pile of shit, as is Twitter. Uh, <laughs> as is Twitter. Yeah. Um, tell you what, though, a lot of Game of Thrones fans were not happy with m- me being on the commentary show. Really? Because they gave Dara Breen a lot of abuse. 
Did he, they? Yeah, he did it like a few weeks ago or something, and they shat all over him. They will shit on whoever whoever does it. They're hateful, uh, hateful little orcs. I mean, I mean, the vast majority are absolutely fine. But no, some... no, Phil. <laughs> I want us to slander an entire fan base. Uh, what? What? Uh, uh, oh dear, Phil Wang v disappointing. Too important an episode for his negativity. Bring some real fans next week, please. So real fans are people who just think every episode is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and also, can you, that, that's like the, the polar opposite of, a, of the classic nerd fan. Someone who thinks it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And also, can you imagine wanting to listen to a sort of hour-long podcast about people just agreeing how brilliant everything is? Just, <laughs> well, it's not a podcast, you, it's a TV show. Uh, so you got... Like, what did you think of the doors? The doors were brilliant! What did you think of the hair of all the actors? The hair was brilliant! Just endlessly coming in your pants <laughs> over how brilliant everything was. And then that's your podcast for an hour. How exciting. Uh, I've got a lot of classic... You're meant to be a comedian? <laughs> all this sort of thing. Love it. I love that. I love the idea that comedians are like uh, mathematicians. And that making people laugh is, is essentially just adding four and four to make eight. And if you can't do that, you're not a mathematician. <laughs> yeah. As if yeah, it's exactly. not art at all. Yeah. No, you're, a... you're meant to be a painter, but the painting you've done is not to my liking. I'm the king of painting. Why aren't you painting now? Why aren't you painting at this very second? You say you're a painter. Uh, so uh, one particularly nasty lady. Um, Name and shame. N- no. She's doing it publicly. Yeah, but she has ten followers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I I have a th- I have a threshold. Yeah. Um. She says, "Saw you for the first time tonight. Are you actually a comedian?" Question mark. Exclamation mark. Question mark. Still waiting for something funny. And then the chin rubbing emoji. And then um, I didn't I didn't engage with that. So uh, not pleased with the lack of engagement. She's then um, <laughs> copied in Thronecast and the other guests <laughs> at Thronecast. Why Philen Wang? He's neither interesting or funny. Or famous. I like the idea that if someone was neither funny nor interesting, they'd at least have to be very, very famous. <laughs> also, how have they gotten that famous? So like Idi Amin, just on the. <laughs> well, he's not very interesting or funny, but. Uh, but then even he was a, a dictator of Uganda. But how boring would Idi Amin have to be to 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 be Idi Amin and still somehow manage not to be interesting? Yeah, of course. Well, just, well, it, you, I'd be interested to hear Idi Amin's opinion on donuts. Just anything. Because you'd be like, yeah, that's just an opinion about donuts. But let's not forget, that's Idi Amin's opinion on donuts. Yeah, he probably thinks that uh, Cersei is a bit of a pushover. Yeah, he's like, oh, what, a, what a fucking wimp. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, I'd love to hear. Yeah, dictators. Surely poisoned one girl in front of her mother? <laughs> uh, they're just... The only bits they enjoy are sort of executions. Yeah. They're just, finally! <laughs> and sat there really bored. Um, so I was on... Every episode of Thronicast, they have, uh, they have someone from the actual Game of Thrones. Uh, so this episode had uh, Hannah Waddingham. Very uh, charming lady. She played um, Septum... Septum... The sort of priestess who followed the night... Sh- shame. shame! Yeah, Shame. So she's one with the bell. And she right, played she the Shame Nun. She's Shame Nun. <gasps> shame Nun? You got to meet Shame Nun? Yeah. Um, who I- in the show is this very stern, rather plain looking figure. Very evil, horrible. But in real life, very tall and beautiful. Yeah. And so even like the uglier characters on Game of Thrones are played by very beautiful people. And yes. you kind of think, oh, what's the point? You know, I'll never be on a TV show. Yeah. I can't even play the ugly ones. And in, and in the books, like, I haven't. I tried to read the books and I couldn't because they mix, like, 
10th century in ways of talking with 15th century ways of talking with 18th century ways of talking <laughs> and Americanisms. Yeah, I mean, it's, I've not tried it, but it sounds like an absolute shitfest. The plotting is brilliant because it's written by a guy who worked in like TV script plotting yeah, yeah. for years and then thought, I'll write a novel. And the prose is absolute binbag. <laughs> yes. It is just so it, I, I imagine the prose is the equivalent of, of Tyrion's accent. 100%. That is the best way of putting it. What are you doing? I think I don't like turnips very much. I'd rather have a pint of ale. She is my queen. <laughs> and I don't... I don't... I don't... He talks like Victor Meldrew. I don't believe it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Or you, I, want a, I want another jug of wine. It's very odd. It's 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 the sort of posh equivalent of the Hello, mate. Nice to meet you. I'm a cookinay. That's <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah. horrible. It's, uh, but yeah, the, I tried to read it and I couldn't because it's it's poopy. But, um, in the in the books, Tyrion the dwarf is described as looking like a sort of horrible noseless monkey. Mm. He's got half his face chopped off, and he's people can't even like look at him and stuff. And it's still like they pick like the most handsome man who. Who is a dwarf? Who, yeah, are, who yeah. at least I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be more handsome people with dwarfism out there. I don't. I, don't, I doubt it. it like, <laughs> even the characters that are supposed to be disfigured are the beautiful specimens. Yeah. Because like even sort of the horrible peasant girls just have like a smudge. It's like a model <laughs> with a smudge of mud on her head. And this is it for the victory. Next up to the plate, we've got Alan Cummingham from Birmingham. And he's a talented amateur who's risen through the ranks of this incredible game. And he's lining up uh, his his run with the chair that is underneath the desk at the moment. And of course on the desk we have a Peking duck, some pancakes, a knife and a gun. And uh, uh, arranged around that desk uh, we have to the left of the desk a blindfolded fireman. And to the right of the desk... Uh, one of Alan's own distant relatives that has been selected by a panel in advance of the tournament. And he's off. He's running to the desk. He's got it out from under the chair in one graceful movement. The judges are already giving him 10 out of 10 for that. He's eating the Peking duck. He's absolutely stuffing it in his face. He's using the knife to slice the duck. We've never seen that before. That knife is to kill the fireman. He's finished eating. There's nothing but bones on the table. And he's got it. He's got the knife and it's in the fireman. And it's under two minutes. Unbelievable. We've never seen anyone kill the fireman that quickly. And he's hugging and kissing his distant relative. And the crowd are going wild. He's got the gun. And, yep, yep, he's done it. He's shot himself in the head. Absolutely incredible game of Bublan. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. 
Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Uh, we've got some more correspondence from Charlotte. She says, howdy, cowbuds. Hi, Shaz. Uh, just a quick one to say that my Uncle Dave, it's my friend's uncle, however, he has such undisputed uncle status that I too feel the need to refer to him as Uncle Dave. So he's uncling at a high level. Well, hi- high level uncling. I don't understand. She's, it's not her uncle. Okay. It's her friend's uncle. Oh, okay. But, but he's, so, such, he's so much of an uncle. He's uncling so hard. Yeah, yeah. That he's uncled all the way into her heart. <laughs> um, uh, my Uncle Dave... Or Uncle Dave, rather, she says, once asked my friend to send him rat poo in the post Hmm. for a, quote, science experiment. Of course. A likely story. Yeah. This led me to wonder if Uncle Dave has a bum-bum life or not. Uh, Personally, I think no, because to me, a bum-bum life means that you don't put much effort into demanding uh, your niece post you some rat poo via the Royal Mail, because surely that's at least a seven on the Louis scale. Uh... (laughs) Now I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> also, Phil, I went to see your work in progress at Two North Down back in November and was surprised at how tall you were. Yeah, people are always surprised how tall I am. I think it's either because I'm very humble or they don't expect an Asian guy to be tall. Yeah. Or um, the cam- cameras are quite far away. You can't the- tell how tall someone is on stage. Like Live with the Apollo. Yeah. Y- you know, you have no idea how big those people are. There's no reference point. That's why. But more and more people. I, I don't. I don't. I always find a little. Ins- I guess it's quite insulting because when people say you're a lot taller than I expect what's even worse is friends who go you're a lot taller than I remember I have that which is which means they're saying I think of you but worse <laughs> I, get I think lot. of you but less I get of that a lot of, people go I don't remember you being this tall it's like you remember me just sniveling around like crouched or something but it's probably just in the the individualistic times we live in. I think everyone imagines themselves taller than they are. You reckon and, that's Yeah, right? and so in the there's some movie of their life that they remember, they're a little bit taller. <laughs> some some people don't like that people are tall. Oh yeah. Not in the normal jealousy way, but in like a weird way. I've been heckled before where I had a routine once where I had to say my own height. Mm-hmm. Like people, were, people like men and women would always go, "No, you're not." And like they disagree. Really? Yeah, and I'd have to go. I mean, I am. Because on stage, it's just a mic Do they feel they're being challenged? That's yeah, they think I'm lying. Yeah. To what end? I cannot begin to imagine. It's not like the joke is any different uh, <laughs> if I lied. But like, it's because all there is is a microphone stand and people always measure the microphone stand up to their sort of chin. Mm. So even if someone tiny is on there, it looks the same. Yeah. And there's nothing behind you. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, So yeah, they yeah. can't tell how to... No, yeah, no. And sometimes, uh, once I was actually like, come up here. Come up here and stand next to me. How often was this happening? This has happened at least five or six times. It's weird. <laughs> to the point where you've just started challenging people to fights. Yeah, I meet you in the car park. That's what I say <laughs> to an old lady. Um, I don't. Th- I don't know if getting someone to send you rat shit in the post is a bum bum life. I don't think it makes you. Bu- well, it depends what he's doing with it. Makes you a weirdo. If he's eating it, that's a bit of a bum bum life. That's a bum bum life. If he's a, a rat poo professor, that's he's you know he's yeah. put a lot of work into What's that. What's the science experiment to see if the Post can... Maybe it's a psychological experiment to do with whether or not uh, a person will send you rat poo if you ask. <laughs> she, you are it's, the experiment. The experiment is way simpler than any of us could have imagined. Yeah. I was imagining it was something to do with, like, can the Royal Mail figure out if there's a lot of shit in their envelope? <laughs> also, how much shit do you want? 
Does rat poo smell? I don't. I don't recall anyone ever talking about the smell of rat poo. Well, that, I guess it's because if it's you have small. if you have pet rodents in a cage, yeah, they have all that sawdust. And they wee all the time. Rodents can't control when they wee. That's one. Oh, of the, really? Yeah, it's one of the biological. It's one of features. the best things about being a rodent. It's one of the best things about being a rodent. You just wee wee. They have a wee wee life. <laughs> <laughs> rodents live a wee wee life. That's for damn sure. And uh, cool. That cool. would have made Bugs Bunny. Uh, a much funnier cartoon if from time to time as he was being sassy to Elmer Fudd he just started pissing himself just and didn't even like it didn't even register with him because it just that's his whole life he's never known anything else hey Wabbit you're urinating <laughs> I have some self control <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself <laughs> um, owls owls use the wee wee trails to track the ah. rodents at night because they have UV vision Oh, and this glowing wee wee. You mean yo you wee you wee vision? You wee wee. Poo wee vision. What is wrong with this podcast? <laughs> Every episode. Every can episode. Can we go a single episode without saying? It's not like we're saying either poo or wee. We're saying both words. Every episode. If not accompanied by synonyms. Get your mind out the toilet, Phil and Pierre, <sighs> and into the I don't know pub, church. What did it say? Church. Church. I don't know. That, that's like the pious. slogans get your, your from more pious podcast, from more pious podcast. Oh, also uh, shout out to Cooper. Now that we've already broken the seal and talking about pooey bum bums, Cooper. Uh, shout out to Pooper <laughs> who tweeted us <laughs> in a bread that sounds like farts. Uh, bap. Oh yes, bap. Yeah. Can't believe we didn't think of that. Yeah. So last, uh, if you didn't hear, hear the last episode, we were talking about um, how all different words for bread sound like fart, whether it's brot or roti. Um, and none. Uh, BAP is an obvious one that yeah, we, yeah. we missed out. It, uh, on that note, Hillary gets in touch. Hi, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Hi, Hillary. Um, and the subject line is, of her email is bread farts. Great. This really captured the imagination of a nation. The nation, the world, has joined in with this game. Greetings, P-Dub. Uh, I submit that Chiabata... Chabata. Sounds like the boisterous fart that fa- that fathers discover delights small children. <laughs> horrifies their spouses, is jovially blamed on the dog. And then Chibata. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Chibata. Chibata. <laughs> and then you continue to rely on that joke for the rest of your life. Um, she says, in this in this scenario where the dad has done it. He's done a chibata. Uh, for the amusement of his children. Uh, I shall continue to spend my leisure time mentally scrolling through types of bread and then trying to jam them unceremoniously into the fart theory upon which I shall base my thesis. I applied to graduate school and everything. Positive thoughts and encouraging words regarding my acceptance and eventual doctorate in this specialty are appreciated. Okay, thank you. Keep on jacking it. (laughs) (laughs) Keep on jacking it can't become one of our catchphrases. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have to draw a line somewhere I would love it if if this podcast got to the point where people were like so what's your, what's your podcast about um, and I mean neither one of us are, is particularly like this on stage so it would be even weirder for us to be like ah oh, it's just about keeping on jacking it and which <laughs> bread sound like farts and uh, bum bum life uh, um, yeah I was at I was, so thank you Hillary she says Hillary says, she lives in America but she has a British name oh what um, Hillary yeah. Loads I, of Americans call Hillary. Like Clinton Cl- being a famous one. A somewhat British name. Oh, I see. Is that another reason Cl- Hillary Clinton didn't get elected? 
She sounded too too British. (laughs) I mean, I never heard it as a theory, but it's a good one. On the subject of our podcast being all about poos and bums and wheeze and stuff, I I came here from a meeting with a book publisher about maybe writing a book. Whoa! But like a good a good publisher, like a classy one. Oh! And they were like, "What are you doing next?" And I was like, "What." <laughs> uh, have you ever thought that bread sounds like farts? <laughs> Will this be what the book is about? Not if you don't want it. To be that. <laughs> uh, Jonathan uh, gets in touch. Hi, John. Who uh, we will both remember. He says, "Dear P. Bizzles, John Payne here. Remember John Payne? Oh yeah, from uni." Yes, John uh, lent me um, a loop pedal. He says, yeah, and also I lent Phil my loop pedal for his gritty reboots of children's stories. Yeah, if um, uh, you routine. can watch that on YouTube, part of my show, uh, Mellow Yellow on YouTube, and you can wa- you can see John's pedal there. There it is. You can see John's little pedal. Yeah. Um, that routine in Edinburgh made me cry laughing. Did it? Remember, because uh, I was in the corner seat. Uh-huh. And uh, I was laughing enough that you had to be like, are you okay? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah right. it was the bit where you described, uh, your, it was your sort of description of the Teletubbies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like horrible demons or something like that. <laughs> and it just really got to me. Uh, she's, uh, <clears throat> sorry, no, she, he says, I have very much enjoyed the podcast and particularly impressed at the facility with which you and, and uh, you managed to record episodes while Phil was in Melbourne, which I thought went very smoothly. Thank you. Yeah, they did. After, after we, we had to figure them out. Uh, the first one was a bit rocky. Once we figured it out. Also, very good, nice use of the word facility. Yes, very rare to see in that context. Mm. I was impressed with your facility. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, I'm going to add that to the list with, along with suckers. Um, <laughs> I frequently listen to the podcast at the gym and have on more than one occasion almost dropped a barbell on my chest as a consequence of uncontrollable mid-rep laughter. Oh, good. That is dangerous. Well, you know what? If uh, we, we set out to um, endanger people at the gym. The, the more toes we can break, the better. You gotta listen to this podcast. It's a real dumbbell dropper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real like, yeah, 1920s compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, I, this dumbbell dropper is called Bud Pot. Wow, I just about dropped my dumbbells. Uh, he says, I have no poop stories of my own. Ow. Perhaps someday. Uh, but Pierre may remember my story of the little South African boy. Uh, because obviously Pierre is interested in anything to do, to do with South Africa. True. Uh, a little South African boy called Stoffel. Oh. From Christoffel who attended the nursery where I worked at the time when we were acquainted. Stoffel's mother was so weak-willed and had been so ineffectual in his toilet training that at the age of three, he was basically running around in a permanent state of panchittedness, uh, by which he was completely unfazed. It's impressive, isn't it? Three years old. Three years old. Uh-huh. Permanent uh, panchittedness. Okay. Unfazed always by, full. Yeah. Unfazed by it. Yeah. This is life for this boy. I thought boy's going to be very successful. If you can walk around continuing day with a pants full of shit... Then you will be a man, my son. You'll be... That's focus. I wish I had that kind of focus. My bum bum has to be clean all the time, You've or I'm not doing anything. You're very clear on that. Yeah. With every contract you sign. It, will my bum bum be clean? <laughs> excuse me. Clean bum bum claws. Uh, excuse me, where the rider has to include uh, various... Uh, a bidet and uh, various bum bum cleaning facilities. He was not the only one, though, and one time when the other staff and I were dealing with a little boy who had been to the toilet in his trousers, I, kneeling in front, pulled down the reportedly soiled garment and, seeing nothing, remarked, doesn't seem that bad? To which my colleague, positioned behind the offending child, replied, oh, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
She picked him up and plonked him on the toilet, and there was a satisfying but worryingly large plop sound. Uh, I now live in Mexico City. Oh! Yeah. I didn't know that. Where I teach at what is essentially a sick form college, and thankfully none of the students shit their pants. That's very cool. Or at the least, it would no longer be my job to deal with it were they to do so. <laughs> so should either of you wish. Um, to shit our pants? What? I guess so. Uh, I have uh, had a thought recently which is very authoritarian, which I nonetheless stand by, despite my generally libertarian leanings. I think the government should force everyone to get electric cars. Well, this is the thing, is that I remember when we were coming back from MacFest, you and I were discussing, you came up with a good name for the political party you'd want to vote for, be the head of. Oh, yeah. Well, too bad. The well, too bad party. (laughs) (laughs) The WTB. Yeah. Where, where you go to someone and say, you've got to change out your car for an electric car. And they go, but I don't want an electric car. And you go, that's too bad. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. I wonder how we do... I reckon we do better than you think in the, in, in the I, election. I think the British public love the idea of people being made to be sensible. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about the Wealthy Bad Party recently. And I, and I realized, isn't it... That's just a dictatorship, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> The, and the, that's why it's so appealing, because uh, dictatorship is appealing the, 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 to the, the would-be dictators. The crimes committed in the name of the WTB. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the WTB sounds like a scary part. Yeah, there'd be an inquiry into that. Yeah, that does sound scary. It's difficult, though, because a lot of... It's all, it's all you know... I want to drink in the road near a football stadium. Well, too bad. <laughs> you know, there are some stuff for it. It is... Co- it, yeah. It is compelling, isn't it? The well-too-bad part. Well-too-bad is... Yeah, part of me likes it. It is very deliciously alluring, the idea of just making people stop fucking about. Mm. Uh, well. it's, it's authoritarianism. Yeah. I'm, I'm tending towards authoritarianism yeah. as I get older. As is the world. As is the world. But at least you're in step. It'd be a strongman party. That's literally what it would be. It would be a strongman party. Yeah. And yeah. strong woman. Uh, <laughs> strong anyone. Strong anyone. As long as you're strong. Oh, well, they're strong. Uh, he's got a least cool, cool thing. Okay. Um, I, he says, I run a stand-up comedy club at my school. Wow. Yeah, that's fucking cool. In Spanish? It's got to be. Oh, oh, he says later, This is pretty cool. We put on two shows which were well attended and hugely successful, and my students have now performed comedy in both Spanish and English. Fantastic. Muy bueno. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Excelente. Excelente. Ah. Excelsior. Excelsior. Muy am- amusante. Bellissima. <laughs> and have raised lots of money, but ultimately not that cool because it was nonetheless a school activity. Ah. And therefore not that cool. That's um that's very uh, humble and honest of you. That's to, good. Uh, that's un- good. Uncool, cool yourself. I shall leave it there, as I don't wish to bore you. By which I mean, I wish to maximise my chances of your reading some part of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's very savvy. <laughs> On the podcast, which is obviously why I'm emailing. Keep jacking it, John. Oh no, another keep jacking it. God, it's never the ones you want to become your catchphrase. <laughs> it's like you can't pick your own nickname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no. Please, everyone, stop writing in. <laughs> This is going to backfire. Please stop signing off your emails with Keep Jacking It. I really don't want that to be the podcast's catchphrase. We're, eventually, we're going to have to be making merch, and I don't want that on the t-shirt. Keep Jacking It with an angry pilot. People say, I'm a pilot. How am I supposed to keep jacking that? <laughs> and then someone else saying, well, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably wondering, what is it that makes Kentucky Lucky Bourbon, Lucky Kentucky Bourbon, so delicious? Well, we here at Lucky Kentucky, well, we know that you can't rush great things. Good things take time, a lot of time, and a lot of octopus eggs. That's right, 
Lucky Kentucky contains 40% the eggs of an octopus. <laughs> That's what gives us that sperm. <laughs> <coughs> that you... <laughs> It's <laughs> people always say, what is it that makes Lucky Kentucky taste so sweet and delightful? Well, I can tell you for one that we it's about fifty percent corn. A bourbon has to contain a certain amount of corn. It's aged in new oak barrels, but mainly the taste comes from the eggs of octopuses that we farm near the distillery. I cannot, I cannot over. I cannot overemphasize just how many octopus eggs we put in this bourbon. It is mostly the eggs of octopi. Actually, it's octopuses, technically. The word is octopuses. People think it's octopi, but it's not. So we put the eggs of octopuses in our bourbon. And that is what gives our whiskey that distinctive uh, sea-like taste that you've all come to love and not know uh, the secret of. Well, here it is, we're telling you now, it's mainly octopus eggs. A lot of octopus eggs. And that's why Lucky Kentucky Bourbon is also so expensive. We're, we're still running at a loss. We sell, we sell this whiskey at $200 a bottle and we are still operating at a loss. Do you know how? expensive it is to keep octopuses alive in Kentucky this is landlocked country there's not there's not a spot of sea for miles but here at Lucky Kentucky we know that it's the difficult things that make life worth living and there ain't nothing more difficult than corralling hundreds and hundreds of angry, angry octopuses who are miles away from home and trying to get them to lay eggs. They're not comfortable enough to lay eggs, but we need them eggs for the bourbon. So, so we get them comfortable, we sedate them, we give them a lot of drugs, and they lay the eggs, and we collect up the eggs, and we, we throw them into new oak barrels, and we age them just like Papa used to. And just like Papa before him, and Grandy Grand Grandpapa before him. So there you have it, Lucky Kentucky. We sure are lucky to have all these octopuses. Drink responsibly. Oh, uh, uh, Rosie got in touch on Twitter and sent us that horrible advert. Which one? The Aperol Spritz. So, oh yeah, what did it say? It said so. It says Aperol Spritz, and 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 listeners, this this calls back to one of the earlier episodes, episode two, it was, uh, as Rosie actually points out, um, where it's like a itsu, like eat beautiful mm. things. It's, it's like we we do lovely. What was it? Find your Italy, uh, and all that. Aperol Spritz, together we joy. Uh! <laughs> I think that might be the worst I've ever seen. It's the worst I've ever seen. Together we joy. Together we joy. Together oh, we joy. It it sounds like you've been hit in the head with a rock. If if, if a family member said together we joy to me uh, on Christmas <laughs> Day, I would take them to the hospital. Uh, Pierre, you're coming over for Christmas. We just really like to joy with everyone. Come over and joy. Come over and joy. Come on, Benny. 
come over and join. That's my dad's name. <laughs> Benny, don't look at the computer. Come join with us. Come, come together we joy. Like, together we joy. You immediately be like, can you smell? Apart we sad. Apart we sad. Together we joy. <laughs> All adverts are like, um, I have to read them in a kind of Adam Buxton caveman voice. Yeah. Oh, together we joy. Apart <laughs> we sad. Come together make we joy. It just it sounds thick. It sounds thick and stupid and bad. The well, too, the, the well too bad party would put an end to together we joy. And people would say, what about freedom of speech? And we go, well, too bad. You yeah. you ruined it. Yeah, it's freedom of speech, not speech make we free. <laughs> <laughs> put, together, put some, we speech. together we speech. Together we speech. <laughs> put some fucking proper grammar in there, you, f- you awful, awful twats. Um, so, uh, final, final bit of correspondence. Mm-hmm. Eleanor? Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Listener, Eleanor listening listener. to Bud Pod when she is bored with her thoughts. Um, she hasn't been taught to. Um, just be happy in silence. Yeah. Um, hi, PB. Hi, PB. PBs. Personal Ooh. best pod buds. Lovely. Yeah, very nice. I like your filthy podcast. <laughs> That's the first thing she says. I only started she listening. Bet, I really hope she doesn't sign off with Keep Jacking Let's It. Let's see. Oh, oh ten talks. Uh, I like your filthy podcast. I only started listening recently, so I have been binging on it, positively gorging myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. The experience of the unfortunate person who happened to be driving near manure while listening to your most overly scatological episode, uh, which is very funny, and also someone on Twitter got in touch and. Their dog farted in their lap while they were listening to that episode, and it was equally like 2D, 3D. Uh, uh, that incident made me reflect on an unfortunate... Dogs are smart, aren't they? they they're very emotionally intelligent, <laughs> they're they're very, they can tell. They can tell if you're listening to a scatological podcast, and they'll come and they'll fart around your mouth uh, to make it realistic. Uh, so she says, that incident made me reflect on an unfortunate thing which happened to me last weekend. I was walking home from a Prosecco-heavy night out and listening to the very good episode with Gina Martin as a guest. Mm. Uh, first, the girls and boys nights out segments seem to describe my own night out back at me. Oh, yeah. So that must have been surreal. And then Pierre simulated burping as he illustrated how uncool yet cool it is to drink champagne in the club started. It wasn't simulated. It was real. Because I can burp whenever I want. Horrible. It's a it's, great It skill. sounds like it's painful inside. Um, I do know from using it to torture my sisters that if you do it consistently enough, you will be sick in your own mouth. <laughs> anyway, so she says, Then Pierre simulated burping as he illustrated how uncool and cool it is to drink champagne in the club started. It was so sustained and so gross that it really pushed my squeamish buttons and got so far inside my head. This directly led to me sicking up my Prosecco <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> she was listening to the, the podcast while while drinking prosecco. No, she's walking home from the night out. Oh, listening. All oh, right, so all oh, right, right, right. So she's got a belly full of prosecco. Uh huh. And fud. Oh no! This directly led to me sicking up my prosecco and food in... from the night out into the drains on the street on my walk home. <laughs> This is a image of a lady walking in the dark da, 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 with her headphones on, just watching her come your way. <laughs> I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone vomit with headphones on. <laughs> Obviously a funny visual. 
Yeah, I wonder if, like, you know how you can't drink booze that made you sick for a while? Yeah. The smell is just enough. Mm. Do you think that that's the same with whatever you're listening to when you're, <laughs> you're vomiting? Yeah. It's just like she, a pebble. She may, she may never hear this right out. Yeah, God. Uh, also, I just... Uh, is it wrong that I feel almost godlike power? I mean, there must be an ancient god of vomiting. And burping. And bur- uh, yeah. Yeah, burpee. Burpella. Burpella. <laughs> Burpina. Well, and did she get home all right? Uh, well, she says, uh, I hope you're happy, Pierre. I'm a pilot. How am I supposed to fly this plane while drunk on an empty stomach? And she says, keep on jerking. No! We're jerking? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now there's a variation on the, she's, on the catchphrase. She's riffing. She's mixing up keep on jacking it with uh, <laughs> keep on jerking. Uh, oh, from no. Ellie. Uh, you can't spell Novelli without Ellie, which is true, true. As I repeatedly have to point out, uh, when I order food or a package, we'll tell or anyone a dentist, your name. Or, yeah. Tell anyone my name. Or, 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 or. P.S. Please don't read this out without appropriate squeamish warnings. Oh, uh oh. Too bad. Too bad. In case anyone else is afflict- affected by my afflictions. Realistically, I don't know how big the Venn diagram overlap between squeamish people and your audience is, but perhaps you'll be surprised. What a chain reaction this would be. For now, more people to vomit into, into drains. Never break the chain. And then we read out those correspondences and people just vomit. It would be like a, that tedious family guy scene where they're all throwing up all over each other. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, it'll, it, it, then our podcast, if we can create a chain of vomiting around the world, our podcast will be podcasted about in that tedious American way. It's like, but, but what was behind all these people vomiting <laughs> in a row? Like a big, a, a deep dive. We're going to do a deep dive. Like a, like a With that vocal fry. With that vocal fry. <laughs> I am an American podcaster. A podcaster. And you know, I decided to investigate. <laughs> That's the worst. Adam Buxton uh, of the Adam Buxton podcast, which is obviously way more famous and successful than ours. Cause and better. And better. Uh, is an ACAST stable, stable mate. Uh-huh. It's a colleague of ours. Oh, it's, yes, in a way. Um... It's so good. He does such a good American vocal fry. Oh, really? It's so funny. He does a fake... Uh, well, he does like a real advert for Squarespace. Oh, yeah. But using the... I just had a bill one time. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. I think I've that. It's so yeah. funny. Very good. Oh, I want to kiss that man's brain. Um, <laughs> like, a, like a very polite Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. And just, just put it back in. Yeah, just... Just just to show you I love you. <laughs> Sew your head back up. Hip, hippie Hannibal Lecter. What do you think would be like a vegan Hannibal Lecter, where he's still Hannibal Lecter, but he's he, he, but he's vegan. So he's like, he's not eating people, but he's still murdering them. Mm. He's still being horrifying. Yeah, he's murdering yeah. people and using them to just fertilize crops. Yeah. Maybe the greatest fertilizer of all. Man. Man. Um... I, uh, I'm, I, yeah, I really, I really want the next episode to have someone who's, oh, the subject line of Eleanor's email was, you make me sick, but with loads of love hearts. Uh, Eleanor. Well, thank you, Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor Sickly. Appreciate it. <laughs> Eleanor Sickly. She's vomiting up all the food and the booze from, uh, from Into- her night. We gave her a fright <laughs> with Pierre's burping. <laughs> She's now vomiting into the drains of her town. <laughs> Ooh, wearing a frown. <laughs> that is horrible, actually. I feel sick now. Ugh. That was a big one. That was horrible. That was really horrible. I was really, I'm quite annoyed, actually. <laughs> I'm quite angry now. That was like an orc. Ugh. That was like an orc. I hated it. <laughs> it's making me angry and angrier. Ugh. Well, well on that note. <sighs> oh, great. So now there's more people yeah. sicking up. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, we'll leave it there. 
Yeah, keep, keep jacking it, it, everyone. Keep jacking it. Um, <laughs> thanks for all your correspondence. It was, that was a fun app. Yeah, okay, thank you. That was uh, very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice to sit and, and commune with our listeners. Yeah, it's a sort of um, a meet the people day. Yeah. Uh, um, and don't forget to just tell people about the, the podcast. Because what we want is like, there's so many great podcasts that people get into because someone they trust who's like the, the tastemaker. You know, oh, yeah. Tells their friends about it. Like, we all have a friend who we get our album recommendations from, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we should be that for podcasts. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you can be that. You can, you be, can the be the change that, that we... You be, be the change that we want to see in the world. Yeah, not you. Yeah. Selfish. That's um, what Gandhi... If Gandhi ever had a podcast, that's how he would sign off, reckon. Be the change that I want to see in the world. Um, <laughs> like and subscribe. Like, like, uh, independence like, for India. He, he would never have got many listeners by being so chilled about it. Or maybe he would. He was like, I'm going to sit on in Trafalgar Square until I get a million subscribers. <laughs> and eventually, it would have happened. Um, God, I guess if you do a podcast in India, having like a million listeners, it's like fucking no one. There's nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, least but... successful Chinese sitcom has well, only got 80 million <laughs> viewers. I had a Chinese tutor for a bit, who, and she was like, you got to get on like this China-only sort of... It was kind of like Vine, yeah. kind of Instagram kind of Vine thing where people became these um, these figures on there just doing funny videos and um, lip syncs and stuff. And she's like, yeah, if you start like in two weeks, you have 100,000 followers. Like if you're, that's nothing to have like 100,000 followers. Jesus Christ. Because it's China. And then everyone lives there. Everyone in the, if you pick a random person on earth, odds are they're there. That's mad. Madness, isn't it? Right, we're going to start... Uh, what's Bud Pod in Chinese? You've what's been... Jack in it? In, uh... <laughs> oh, actually, no, it's Dafei. Dafei? Dafei. How do you say keep Jack in it? Um, I don't... It's... Daf... It's Daf... Dafei... Dafei Ti. Oh, Dafei Ti. Um, it would be... Uh, zai... What would it be? Zai Dafei Ti. That oh, sounds good. My... My chant... My Mandarin is so bad. Zai Dafei Ti. Zai Dafei Ti. Zai da fei everyone. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Shen shen. Shen shen. for Hold listening. It. Hold it. All right. Um, that was episode 12. Uh, the Fakers Dozen. Fakers Dozen. Get in touch. Uh, thebudpod at gmail.com or at thebudpod on Twitter. Um, like and subscribe and give us an Uber five stars on, uh, on iTunes. Many of you have done that. Like 125 people have done it. Oh, really? One That's really great. angry guy gave us a four and demanded that it would only go up to a five if we cut out all of the fun little songs and sketches. They didn't like the, so- they didn't the, like the songs. They hated it. So I'll only give you a five if you cut out all the fun little noodly bits. Yeah. That's madness to me. I was very offended. Every time I hear a song or a sketch on this, I think, well, this is us sort of earning our, our keep. <laughs> With uh, it's sort of making up for all the fucking blag <laughs> about poos and bums and nothing. Yeah, well, he prefers that. Insane. A mad purist. Well, he, I think he proves a, um, the exception that proves proves the rule. Yeah. Um, but thank you for listening, and thank see you. you next time. See you next time. Bye bye. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.